This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening, good evening. Glad you made it out on this cold evening, getting another shot of winter here. But it's okay. Good night to praise the Lord. I welcome you. If you need a Bible or ushers, I'd gladly put the Word of God in your hand. Once you get a Bible, go with me to the book of Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2 will give you an opportunity to give tonight. Thank you again for your faithfulness in that area. As you're turning to Romans 2, just a couple announcements real quick. Our Faith Closet team, they are ready for you tonight. So after the service, you're welcome to go up there. Be sure and get your kids first. And then uh, I don't know if you like Panda Express or not. I know Pastor Solomon does. I think if you cut him, he bleeds Panda. So that's after tonight, the 182nd will walk in. All that is, they've been such a blessing to us, you know, and so it helps ones to go to the marriage retreat. And then Friday night, the uh, Women's Cherish Night starts right here at 6 o'clock. Uh, premarital counseling, they said, is Monday the 24th at, at 7. And then again, the XO Marriage Conference. And I'll put one last plug in. Again, the Men of Iron's coming, and I don't know if you saw the, the video the other day. Our very own Cameron right here, he was the star of it. Cam, it came down to me and you, and they took you, so way to go. You did great. Um, here in the upcoming weeks, I don't know how long, but I'm going to be able to release um, all the, the speakers. And I'm telling you right now, you're in for a treat already. Uh, one of the, the guys who's agreed to come already, he has speaked or spoken the word of God in 80 different countries. <laughs> 80, eight, zero. And so uh, I'm not going to tell you a whole lot more, but he's in. He is in, so we're lining it all up, and that's coming real quick. All right, the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 22. Just one verse. You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Hmm, question mark. You who abhor, you hate idols, and I'm just going to stop right there. You hate idolatry. You hate false gods. Do you rob temples? Now, it's, this is interesting when you read it in, in this passage here. So he's saying, do you withhold from God what is his? Do you plunder the holy place? Now, what's interesting on this where it says, do you rob temples? In my Bible, it has a little cross-reference there. That cross-reference takes us back to the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 8. Malachi 3, 8 says, will you rob God? And you say, and wherein have we robbed you? And he said, in tithes and offerings. So when I begin to take what's mine, often or I take what's God's, when I take what's God's, and I don't give it to him, was he telling that we invested in idols, the things of this world? I, I believe that's what he's telling us here. And so this is really interesting what he's talking about. So I, I want to encourage you to get a hold of the word of God this year in this area, okay? And again, God will do what he says he'll do. He will bless only when we, we obey. We come to this intersection called faith, where you got to believe God, and obedience. 
You can believe God all you want, but if you don't obey in that to that inner, you're never going to walk in the things of God. And I don't say that to be harsh. I say that God wants to bless us, but I got to do it his way, okay? So it's good to hear scriptures on giving. Why don't you bow your head and let's pray. Father God, we love you. We honor you. We thank you again tonight for the, the opportunity to honor you. Lord, we thank you that you've blessed us. You've supplied our needs. You've been good to us. And we thank you that, Lord, we have the opportunity to, to give back. And you said, test me in this area in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, uh, I'm glad to see you. Um, you know, it's, it's been an interesting week here. Um, just in my times of prayer, the, the Lord had really started challenging me on believing God for the anointing. And one of the best ways I can describe the anointing, the anointing is the oil or the oil of the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord said, begin to pray that the anointing would move in the house of God. So for, for days now, man, when I walk here, I'm just saying, Lord, I welcome your anointing. We welcome the anointing of God. We welcome the anointing of heaven. So I, I get around a guy in our church on Sunday, and he said, Pastor, have you ever read any of Catherine Kuhlman's books? And I said, yeah. And he mentions this one book, and I looked at him and said, say that again. And he tells me, and I said, I, I've never read that one. So I, I said to Shelly real quick, I need that book. Well, thank God for Amazon. It, it came in this morning. They pitched that down, and I looked at it. Man, I was like a little kid with a new toy. I thought, man, I got to open that thing. Well, 50 pages later, man, I just, I'm reading everything. Well, I start reading about her. And she died back in the 70s. But she would have miracles, just incredible healings. Things would begin to take place. And a couple things stood out with me. Number one, she was very simple. She said, I just, I just preach God's word, and then I believe God will, will do what God wants to do. But it was interesting in the timing in her life that she was heavily persecuted, one, because she was a woman, and two, the religions, they didn't like what was going on. And so, I mean, people would just get healed over and over and over and over. And so I'm reading this, and I'm thinking... God still does what he, he used to do. God still's a healer. You know, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever God. So I, I welcome you to start praying for the anointing of God to come in here. To heal, to set free. And another reason the religion would go after her, because she was very bold. She told people, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. And they didn't like hearing that. You know what? You, you can't put God in a box. You try to put God in a box, you know what happens? He'll get out. <laughs> you can't keep him in a box. So, again, I know there's been a lot of heal, uh, sickness going on. I, I, I welcome you just in your prayers and say, Father God, we welcome you with your anointing. We welcome the anointing of God. That has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but I just thought I'd share that to stir you up a little bit here. Go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs 14, and, you know, we, we talked about the idols last week, the false gods. And again, idols and false gods, they, they promise satisfaction, but they can only live, uh, deliver dissatisfaction. And I, I begin to think about that as far as when you study the, the prodigal son, which is in Luke 15, 
Remember the prodigal son told his dad, I want my inheritance, and he went and spent it on prodigal living or wasteful living. Well, when you see the idols of, of this life, they, they promise you a penthouse or a suite, but they never show you the end result, the pig pen. And I believe this is some of the stuff that the Lord wants us to begin to see that I, I can't put my trust in, in things or people and think I'm going to stay satisfied. And it may look good here, but it doesn't end that way. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to man. It, it looks harmless, kind of like what the prodigal son dealt with. But its end is the way of death. The end result. And so when you look at this, we have the thought as human beings, and when we look at there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of the way, well, everybody's doing it. Everybody dresses that way. Everybody lives that way. Everybody goes that way. Everybody watches that, but just because the majority of what people are doing doesn't make it right. And I, I believe this, this is the warning that it may be popular in society. It may be sculpted by society. But even if it's endorsed by society, it doesn't mean it's a God. And so I can follow the way of man, but if you read what he said, it's going to end in a bad way. I don't care who we are. And so again, I must live by God's word. I must live by God's principles and his standards. Now, I'm going to take you back into the New Testament for a little bit, and then time-wise, we'll jump back to the old. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and I, I talked about the false gods of sexual immorality last week. I, I didn't get done. And so I, I'm going to jump back in this because, I, again, guys, I'm, I'm not throwing stones at people. I'm not judging. I'm not trying to be critical. But we must teach the Word of God in this area, okay? We are a sexually saturated society, okay? And I believe this with all my heart. God's not just wanting to protect us. God's wanting to set us free, okay? Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. I'm, I'm to imitate God. I'm, I'm to mimic God as dear children. As, as a child is the one who looks to his father and mother for how to live. Now, I don't know if you've ever prayed that, but what would happen if we said, Father, God grace me to imitate you today. Grace me that, that, that the DNA of the creator comes alive in the creation. Ooh, what a prayer. Verse 2. And walk in love, live in love, as Christ also has loved us and have given himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So I'm to not only live for him, I just surrender to God and I surrender to his ways. Verse 3, watch this. But fornication, which is sexual immorality, and all cleanness, which is lust or covetousness, which is greed. And listen, listen. Let it not even be named among you as fitting for the saints. 
Not even a hint of it in any form. And so I, I got to guard my heart from all these things. And, and when he says all this, I, I can't give in to sexual immorality. The three areas that he lists was sexual immorality, lust, and greed. All those will go after a word called carnal, the flesh side of every one of us in here. And I don't care who you are, you're not exempt from this. It's going to come after you. So he goes on to say here in verse 4, Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fit, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, now listen real close. No fornicator, the sexual immoral, immoral, unclean person, lust, nor covetous man, the greed, who is an idolater. Now, it's interesting when he threw that word in there. So, do I look for sexual immorality to take the place that only God can be? Do, do I look for the lust to take the place that only... Do, do I live with greed? So what he's telling us there, that if I become dominated by any of these three, I'm labeled here as an idolater. It's a view of, of, of idol worship. And he says, and this one has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. He's going to lose his inheritance because he chooses this over living for God. Now, this is interesting right here. Turn a couple pages to your right to 1 Thessalonians 4. You'll go through Philippians, Colossians, and you'll come to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 4. So again, man, I, I don't want to lose my inheritance. I don't want to lose the things of the kingdom of God. 1 Thessalonians 4, this is the Apostle Paul, verse 1. Finally then, brethren, we urge you and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more. You should faithfully grow and to live to God more and more. Abound, abound, abound. And if you'll notice there, he said, just, just don't stay put. He didn't say, just shrink a little. He said, no, we got to abound more and more. Why does he say that? Keep reading. Just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. How you ought to live and to please God. Now, I believe the reason or every one of us are here tonight, we all have a desire to please God. I got a desire to please God. I believe that's why you're here. And so the Bible comes very clear how we're to live to please God. Verse 2. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Now, pay attention to that phrase. The commandments, the instructions that the Lord Jesus gives us. Verse 3. For this is the will of God. This is God's will. Your sanctification. The word sanctification means we are to be set apart. We are to be holy. We are to be different, okay? We shouldn't look like the world. And he goes on to say that you should abstain. You should willfully hold back from sexual immorality. Wow. I didn't, I didn't say this. This was Apostle Paul through the Holy Spirit. He said this. So 
This goes back to the commands of the Lord Jesus. Remember verse 2, he said, I got some commands for you. And so to live to please God, I, I got to walk in this way. And so if Jesus tells us to abstain from these things, he'll help us do it. He'll grace us. He'll rise up within us. Verse 4. That each of you, that's every one of us right here tonight, that each of you should know how to possess or to control his own vessel. His own body is what that's talking about. So in order to do that, I must live with the fruit of self-control. And he says, in sanctification, set apart in holiness and honor. Verse 5, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. And so, man, I begin to look at this and I think, here we go again in the scriptures. It makes it very clear what God desires of us. Now, to help us with this, go to 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2 Samuel chapter 11. And as you're turning there, the journey of lust, and I say it's a journey, it begins with these seemingly small and innocent and seductive steps. Just one little one at a time. Second Samuel 11 is where you're going. And it begins with this small Seemingly innocent look. Just a little look. And then it's followed by another step and another step and another look and another look. And they all seem so seemingly innocent and harmless. But I say this to warn us. I don't know if you knew there's 11 commandments in the Bible. The 11th one says, thou shalt not kid yourself. You know what I mean by that? Don't get too close to the opportunity. 2 Samuel 11 verse 1. It happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle. Now, I'll just give you a little test real quick. What are kings supposed to do in the spring? They're to go out and battle. That's what the Bible said. That David, which is King David, sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, they destroyed the people of Ammon, besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. So if I interpret this correctly, King David wasn't where he was supposed to be. And I say that because... When you're at the wrong place at the wrong time, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. You're going to get in trouble. Don't put yourselves in positions that you have no place being. In other words, if you got problems with drinking, the last place you need to be hanging out is at the bar, okay? So again, I can't put myself in position Actually, this is all Ephesians 4.27, which says, Do not give place to the devil. Don't even crack the door. Verse 2. 
Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. Now, he walked on the roof, so he took a step that started innocently. But the Bible's very direct on stuff. And if you'll notice, it said it happened one evening. It, it happened at nighttime. So David at nighttime, he starts walking toward evil. Again, it started small and seemingly interesting. And from the roof, he saw a young woman bathing. Wow. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Now, when I read this, this identifies, and I'm not just speaking to men anymore. I'm speaking to women, too. I mean, we're all in this now, okay? This is the power of our eyes. I got to guard my eyes, okay? I got to make a covenant with my eyes. So, the progression of this, he goes out on the roof, that one little step, and then before long, he looks at this woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So guess what then starts happening? He took a picture. He didn't have a camera. He didn't have his phone. But God has blessed every one of us in this room with an incredible thing called an imagination. So he sees this woman bathing and it says she was beautiful to behold. So the stage of imagination. And what I mean by that, before the enemy gets in you in the bed, he's going to get you in the head. Woo. The power of my eyes goes to the power of my imagination. Watch the progression as we keep reading here. So David sent another little small step. Now watch what he does when he sent. And he inquired. He said, this is interesting, interesting, interesting about the woman. And someone said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And if you'll notice in the Bible, it says, she's married. But lust is like an overpass. Lust could care less. Doesn't move him a bit. This is King David. Man of God, a man after God's own heart. So you know what that tells me? And I'm not going after him because the, the devil still tempts, okay, the same way. Verse 4. Then David sent messengers, and he took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her purity, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, so she sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David said, oh, happy day, not, not good. 
So I look back at the entire sequence. Started out an innocent step at night. But then he began to look. And the looking, he longered too long in a place that he shouldn't. And the eye is the gateway to the lust of the flesh. And then he began to feed his imagination. Then he began to inquire. And ultimately, he acted. I cannot once again get too close to the opportunity and think that it's not going to happen to me. Remember this thought. You get too close to the snake, it'll bite you. And what I found out about a rattlesnake, it's no respect your persons. It'll come after you. 2 Samuel 12. Now as you turn here, this is what the idol of lust and sexual immorality doesn't ever present to you. It never shows you the devastation and the destruction that take place with this, ever. But in Numbers 32, 23, it says, your sin will find you out. So if my sin is gonna find me out, and you're gonna see this in here, Man, that's where repentance is so, uh, so clear in the Bible. God wants us to repent with sorrow. So watch what happens. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 1. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David. Now, I, I'm just going to stop right there because the reason the Lord sent Nathan, Nathan was the prophet. Most in this writing believe this, this is over a year later. So David's gone on an entire year, but he wouldn't repent on his own. And so God sends Nathan to confront him. Now, when God sends someone to confront you, you know what that is? That's the love of God. That's the mercy of God. That's God saying, man, I love you so much. I don't want all this to take place. So he sends Nathan to him. Now, for time's sake, look with me in uh, verse 9. Same chapter. And Nathan says to him, why have you despised the commandment of the Lord? Remember uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.2. That was one of the words. He said, we must obey the commandments of Jesus. And this is what he's saying. He said, why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in, in his sight? Understand, you can do these things, but God views it as evil. Again, I, I want to please God. I want to imitate God. So he goes on to say, you have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife, and you've killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, what happened in this is when he gets Bathsheba, Bathsheba pregnant, he tries to cover his tracks. So he has her husband. He puts a hit on him. He hasn't killed. And so now you begin to see the, the devastation, the destruction that begins to take place. So what happens now after, after Nathan confronts him, Nathan now is going to tell him, now here's the judgment that's getting ready to come down on you. Verse 10. 
Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house. Now listen. Because you have despised me and taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. So when he says the sword will never leave your house. Do you know three of David's sons? They died by the sword. And many of his descendants. So again, that, that one innocent night on top of the roof, King David never saw where it would ultimately end up at. And this is the, the trick of the enemy. And he goes on to say in verse 11, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house. Did you know that happened? He had a son named Absalom that came after him. And I will take your wives before your eyes, and I will give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of his son. And that happened. That was Absalom, and his son did every bit of this. Wow. And he goes on to say, For you did it secretly. Do you know the the lust of her eyes, the lust of her flesh? These normally start secretly. They normally start in the private. You know why? Because I believe there's something within our conscience that knows it's wrong. Because if it wasn't wrong, then why don't you just do it right out in the open? Why don't you just, this is what I'm doing. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. You know what he said? I'm going to do it in broad daylight. Now what do we do? What do we do if we've gotten caught up in this trap? So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Catch that, okay? He didn't say, I sinned against Bathsheba. I didn't sin against Uriah the Hittite. I sinned against the Lord. So if you catch this, he repents. He repents. Now, watch what it says at the end of this verse. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has also put away your sin. You shall not die. Wow. God forgave him. But when you read about all this here, God will forgive you, but you still face the consequences of your actions. Father God, forgive us, grace us, mercy me. So again, we, we live in a society that I, I believe more and more, I'm telling you guys, we, we've got to teach this to our young ones. It's, it's not easy for them to live a pure life. Man, I see everything that's coming at them. But I, I still can't make an excuse and say, just because we live in a sexually saturated society, it's okay. It's not okay. And it's not okay for any of us. And so if you have issues with, with sexual immorality, any area, 
Man, let's stand up on our feet here tonight, and I'm, I'm not throwing stones. You know, again, the Bible, stand up here with me. The Bible says that uh, we're to flee useful lusts. You know why we're to flee useful lusts? Because most times the sins that attach and go with us our entire life start in our teenage years. How many of you ever did a bunch of stuff in your teenage years? So let me give you a hint on this. What I never opened the door to, I never have to close that door because it's never been opened. But in your teenage years, if you didn't flee youthful lust and you opened it up, you just cracked it open a little bit. Can I tell you what's going to happen? You're going to have to fight the rest of your life to keep that open because you know why? The devil doesn't attack your strengths. He attacks your weakness. And he knows there was a time in his life where he opened that door. So guess what? God will grace you. God will help you. But if you've had problems as a man or woman with your eyes, don't crack that door back open. I don't care if it's on TV, a computer, a movie. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Whew. Man, Pastor, you preach real good. I'm going to keep you around for another week. You know what? I don't apologize for speaking. I believe we really need to hear this. And the reason I tell you guys, I'm not exempt from this, okay? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to close with this thought. I, I, I was around a bunch of ministers one time, and they all were going to movies and stuff. And one of them said, you don't ever go to a movie with us. And he said, do you not like movies? Or is there something more to it? And I said, oh, there's something more to it. And he said, what's that? And I said, I've gotten free from the lust of my eyes. I've gotten free from some things. You know what? I'll stand right here before you and tell you tonight. Before I got born again and before I got married, I was a fornicator, okay? But when I got born again and I got married, I said, you know what? I'm in this till death do me part. Are you perfect? No, I'm not perfect, but I'm not stupid either. So I go to the movies. I'm telling you, you go to the movies. Guess what happens? And then you take a snapshot. That imagination. You say, well, I don't do that. Oh, you're so much more talented than the rest of us, huh? You're, you're, you're better off than King David was, huh? No, you're extremely deceived. And that was free, okay? Would you bow your head with me? Father God, we love you tonight. And whoo, Lord, I don't care who we are in here. If we've gotten off track in areas of our life, Father God, in this Areas of, of sexual immorality, of lust, Father God. Oh, Lord, just as King David repented. Father God, we come before you. We ask you to forgive us and we ask you to wash us and cleanse us. And, and you said in 1 John 1, 9 that you would forgive us. We would confess. You would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, Lord, right now we welcome a cleansing. We welcome forgiveness. But, Lord, we welcome a grace. Just agree. If you feel comfortable raising your hands here, raise them up here. Father God, we ask you to grace us. Woo, move within us, Lord. Move within our homes. Father God, help us. Whether it's in life, whether it's TV, computer, our phones, Father God, we ask you to help us tonight, Lord.
and grace us to be imitators of yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.